Brisbane's better when you're listening to Stab Abby and Matt. Visit Brisbane City Council's website to find out how council is making Brisbane better too. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, everybody. You've downloaded today's podcast. It's a great show where we continue our investigation into the whereabouts of one Abby Jane Coleman. Where in the world is Coleman San Diego? I mean, it's not really an investigation. We're just slamming this bad boy shut now, aren't we? Oh, yeah, that's true. The nails are in the coffin. We're just finishing off the tap, tap, taps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we have uh, the winner of last year's I'm a Celebrity, because that's where we think she is, uh, yeah. to give us the insight on what it would be like in the lead up and how similar it is to what Abby's been doing. Mm. So. We also speak to landlords today, because there's a lot of talk about how hard it is for renters. Mm. Um, and there is that stigma if you're a landlord and you have a rental own a rental property as an investment, you are rich or whatever. Um, so we have their side of it. So anyone who wants to get in, it's a big conversation. Anyone who wants to get involved with that from the renting or the landlord side, feel free to send us any messages as well through our uh, Facebook page, Stav, Abby and Matt. And one of the biggest uh, comedy actors in the world at the moment, Keegan-Michael Key is oh, on for the Mario. Not yourself, that you're going to say, yeah, hey, I'm no. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Here we go. It's the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Queensland schools now banning prime energy drink. I think it's absolutely fair enough. I'm really relieved as a parent. Prime energy drink, it has taken over all of Australia, well, the world. But yeah. it's just kicked off here in Australia. Um, schools are banning it because kids are taking it in there. Um, and it doesn't have a lot of nutritional value in it, but it also doesn't seem as bad as what they were first saying when it launched. Yeah, right. Um, they were saying it was full of caffeine, but there's no caffeine. No, I think that's another one of their, they've got a brand that does, uh, okay. but that wasn't allowed into Australia because it's got too much caffeine in it. Right. So mm. for those who don't know, it's a hydration drink. Um, it is from KSI and Logan Paul, who are two big time um, YouTubers. Uh, they've made $250 million of it globally. Out of it. Um, I didn't realise, so I got a couple of bottles uh, before it hit Woolies, mm. and they must have been imported from the States, mm. and that's the one that you've got oh, right. in your hand at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking at it, actually, and it's like it's only got 20 calories per serving. No saturated fats, no trans fats, no cholesterol. It's got um, a bit of carbohydrate in it, no added sugars. It looks mm. fairly healthy by all, all standards, but... Because I, I don't think there's much to it. It's mainly water, 10% coconut water... And then a heap of flavouring. Mm. Um, it suggests, the serving suggestion, consume one bottle pre or post-workout. God, I love a serving suggestion. <laughs> Drink it. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. Didn't know what I was going to do with they, that. They do that with cereal. Yeah. Serve with milk. Yeah, in a bowl. Duh. Serving suggestion. <laughs> in a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a mug guy. <clears throat> um, the Australian one, though, uh, I've got two of those over here in my hand. Mm. Um Read what's on the bottom of the Australian one, because mm. that's the American one, mm. in the bowl down the bottom. The bowl that's down cr- the bottom. That's crazy. Uh, it's, uh, it's all in capital, so I'll say it the way it should be. Not suitable for children under 15 years of age. Pregnant or lactating women should only be used under medical or dietetic supervision. What? Okay. Mm. Right. So just to show how crazy people have been going for this prime drink, it started $15 is what it was when it first came in mm. to Australia. Four fifty if you can get your hands on it at Woolies now. Uh, here's some parents who called through yesterday. Oh, well, my son's 13 and, of course, is in the big prime hype, yeah. being the good parent that I am. Yeah. I pre-ordered it from a supplement supply shop in Melbourne. I paid 
$50 plus postage for four bottles, wow. drank it, and then took the empty bottles to school and sold them for $20 an empty bottle. My 11-year-old was bugging the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. So I got on the phone. I thought, I'm going to ring around first because I've heard that they're quite popular. <laughs> Five Woolworths later, mm. they were all out of stock. We, so we got we got one and we went there. Got We got the lemon lime and the orange. Right. Yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Basically, my daughter decided she really wanted one. I said no. She went to school, swapped something in her lunchbox for one, mm-hmm. and then hated it. Right, right. She goes, Mum, the red ones taste horrible. Him and all of his friends are actually trying to collect each flavour. Right. So they're conspiring together of, like, my Woolies has this one or my Woolies has this one, and they're yeah. all trying to get a full collection going. Wow. It is the hottest item mm. every kid wants right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sucked into it. So Xander's got pretty much all of them. He's collected them. Um, and I've brought three that he's ha- opened and drunk half of because mm-hmm. we tried to buy fresh ones. Couldn't get couldn't them. Find sold out. No. Um, I want to get your reaction to tasting them. Okay. All right. So, hey, it's, uh, it's good that we're doing this at 20 past eight. Do you know why? Because it's prime I time. Knew, I knew you were going to say <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm trying the orange one first. By all reports, these things are horrendous. That's all everyone... Uh, has That's said. adults said yeah. that. Yeah. Kids, like Xander drinks it and he said, it's amazing, it's the greatest thing, mm. I could drink this for the rest of my life. Okay. All right, this is orange right. flavoured. That one, yeah. that one we paid $15 for. Should I put my pinky up then? Here we go. It's like a... Like it, to me, that's like a wannabe Gatorade. I mean, it's not. Mm. It's not awful. It's very sweet. Mm. It's very sweet. I'm going in for the blue. Sorry, Logan Paul. I oh, actually, are you? You're not pregnant, are you? I should have checked that. Oh my god, <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> um, okay, maybe because everyone was exp- was telling me how how awful it is. I mean, it uh, it does stay with you. It does. It's very sweet. I I don't think I could drink a whole bottle. Oh yeah, there you go. It's got a bit of a medicine-y aftertaste. They're not great. You kind of like it, don't you? No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Oh, look, I don't mind it. You say post and pre-workout, you say. Well, then, <laughs> watch me get jacked. <laughs> That's the lemon lime you're downing there. I don't mind it. I'm it's... very surprised by this. If you're looking for a spokesperson, looking oh. for <laughs> I would like to get in on your little action here. So, Stab endorses Prime. Uh, no, it's a. Ro- I mean, I've had worse. I've had better. <laughs> Sorry. To be fair, mm. you you drink stout beer, so <laughs> I also drink warm beer. <laughs> you picked the wrong person here. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, re- I really have. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. And we are a lady down this we week. Are. Lady we down. Which we wouldn't mind because, uh, according to one Abby Jane Coleman, it was for a legitimate reason that she needed to get sorted. She needed to have reconstructive shoulder surgery for an injury that she sustained nine years ago. To which we thought, yeah, fair enough. But then we realised when we asked her what was happening within the surgery, she was very much like, oh, like a muscle reattachment. She didn't know. 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 Mm. But she's very big on details when it comes to medical stuff as well. That is true. Like, she gets mad at us when we don't ask the person who took the x-ray what he thinks happened, not the doctor who's going to read the x-ray. Because they know, Maddie. They know, and they can tell you if you ask them. And then you say, no, I'll wait for the doctor. Then <coughs> yeah. she'll walk back in the room and go, so I called you doctor for you. 
<laughs> pretended to be your wife. <laughs> That's not a, a lie. That's not a lie. So there's, yeah. there's just a few things not adding up. Hmm. Um, so, for instance, all of that. Plus, then when they had the teasers come out for "I'm a celebrity, get me out of here," which is where we believe hmm. she is. A radio host will have plenty to say in the African jungle. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't here for this because I had the day off for my son's wedding. But you guys spoke to Julia and Dr. Chris Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What What was her demeanour like the day that you guys spoke? Do you know? And I, this is a little bit tricky, but I know we've t- chatted to them a few times in our career. But it was like it hadn't been that long since she chatted to them. Ah, well, we haven't had them on the show for at least 12 months, maybe 18 months. Even Julia sounded like she was catching up with an old friend. Oh, this is exciting. I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here is going to premiere Sunday the 2nd of April, so they're not in South Africa yet, but they will be. It's Dr. Chris Brown and Julia Morris. Hello, guys. How are you, baby girl? (laughs) I'm good. See, I love trying to guess who's going to go in. I'm not even going to ask you about this this time because I know you guys are always (gasps) tight-lipped. How are you, baby girl? I've never heard her call her baby girl ever before. No. Ever before. No. And I'm not even going to ask you who's going in this time around. That is all she ever does. Is that's why they're on. Rills them. That's why they're on. We know they won't tell us, but that's why they're on. Exactly. So we can try to get as much out of them as possible. Yeah. Mm. And she didn't want to, th- because we would throw out big names like Shaquille O'Neal, just, you know, just for funsies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But she can't do that because she knows who she's she in there with. She knows the other people. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're getting a lot of comments on um, social media as well. Uh, there's that People are, and they're giving us some very interesting information. Uh, I saw walking. I saw Abby walking out of Kathmandu with a trolley worth of gear the other day. Someone said, "Sass." Uh huh. Yep. Sass as. Mm-hmm. So that wow. is definitely. If she was having surgery, it would be better to have your mum at your house looking after both your kids rather than shipping them off to Nana's, and then you have to fend for yourself. I call her bluff. She's going into jungle. Also, where is Scotty for trading chat Tuesday this morning? That's a bit odd, and that's true. He refused to come on. He refused to come on because he can't tell a lie. No. That man. So if we'd have asked him outright, he would have just said it. He was, <laughs> said, I'm, at, I'm driving her to the airport yeah. now. <laughs> the parking here is hard. Mm. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And why would she go to be going to Kathmandu right before a, a shoulder surgery? That's true. They're not going camping anytime soon. No. Or needing any sort of outdoor gear. Mm-hmm. All right. What we thought we would do is go to someone who would be able to give us even more inside information. Now, last year, Dylan Lewis, mm. one I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. So he knows about the lead up, like how far out from filming mm-hmm. do you have to leave? Mm. Um, keeping in mind, we've got two weeks holiday next week yeah. over the school holidays. Yeah. So her flying out this week, mm. filming for two weeks and then being back would work perfectly. This would be the least disruptive way to be on the show if she wanted to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! Uh, Abby Jane Coleman, mm-hmm. one of the celebrities heading into the jungle. I believe it's this Sunday the show starts, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, our co host, who told us she was having some sort of shoulder surgery today, very vague mm. about what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of evidence is pointing towards she's just taken off from holidays a week early mm. to go and do this television show. Mm-hmm. Who gets their hair and eyebrows done 
just before surgery. I mean, I did when I had my polyps removed because that's just a sexy surgery uh, in its own. So I was like, better look my best when they plough into my nostrils. Maybe you were actually getting a nose job. Maybe you lied to us as well. well. I'd hope hey? you'd be able to tell. Uh, no one mentioned it. No, the good it ones, me. the ones you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last year, though, there was a, uh, a winner... Uh, and it was Dylan Lewis was mm. crowned que- king, not queen of the jungle. Well. So, um, depends what you identify as. Sorry, Dylan. Um, he's over this, this this morning. Hey, mate. <laughs> Hello. Yes, it is your queen here. How you going? <laughs> Good, Dylan. Now, we thought we'd get someone on who had been on the show to give us a little bit of an insight into the pre-stuff, the stuff that you don't see before you guys actually hit. So is there any time before the show? Is, how, how long before the show goes to air do you have to leave the country? <laughs> well, um, I was in a fortunate position of not having to leave the country because everything was sort of locked down when we were doing That's it. Right. And so we just did it in Australia. But mm. the, the process, the lead up to it was a little, a little bit boggling for the mind because you have to start orchestrating your lie and your weapons deceit very early. Mm. You have to start planting the seeds. And there's no doubt in my mind that Abby is going to the jungle. <laughs> she's, there's no shoulder surgery going on whatsoever. You, but weeks beforehand, I started slowing down on my social media so people wouldn't notice if I wasn't doing it for a few weeks or like six weeks. That, that wouldn't have helped anyway really in my case because I hardly ever do it anyway. <laughs> so, but that was something that was going through my mind. And then there's a the little cheeky little text to the friends just going, I'm just going off grid. Just going off grid for a month or so. So if you don't if I don't get back to you if you call me, that's why. And a few of them got a little bit sus and they all thought I was going on married at first sight and I said I'm already happy to be married Well that makes sense, Dylan, because Abby is addicted to her phone mm. and when we came back from, from Christmas holidays she started off the year with this whole oh I'm off off, off Instagram, I'm social <laughs> detoxing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the classic sign. There's, there's no doubt in my mind she's going. You you guys are going to be on your own for ages. Mm. Right. Unless she gets kicked out quickly. That's or good... unless she's just going in there for a, a little a little tiny, you know, a, a little bit mm. where she's doing something funny and getting slime put on her and eating some yeah. bugs or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to miss her, though? Of course. Yeah, because you've got your survey break coming up. Yeah, you? well, that's so the thing. Like, yeah, that's the other thing yeah. that makes it make sense. So this week, we're off at the end of this week for two weeks. So this way, if she does it now, it impacts mm-hmm. the show less than any other time she could have done it. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. It's as if it were planned. Mm-hmm, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, so, are you allowed to, because she's got um, three young boys. Mm. So two of them, we know, she has said, are going off to her mum's place in Adelaide for the, for the, holidays. For the school holidays. Oh, mm. Is there anyone in your life you're allowed to tell so you can organise stuff like that? Um, when I did it and then reigned supreme and became the ultimate queen of the jungle, yes. well done. <laughs> uh, I was allowed to tell like my family. So mm. my kids didn't just get home from school one day and go, Daddy's left! <laughs> Good point. Um, Good was, point. That's what happened okay to me, so I, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but once once there, once in the jungle, whether you're in South Africa or up far um, north of New South Wales, mm. um, like I was, once you're there, there's no communicating with family or anything like that. Yeah, right. Um, as much as that makes the children upset, my little kids missed, they said they missed me, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they really did. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that you, you can tell a couple of people. But I don't even know if I'm supposed to be telling you all these. Hey, hey, they can't. They can't. I'm pretty sure I signed something. Oh, they can't take your crown off you, mate. That's safe. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You'd be fine. We were talking about because it, it spurned a conversation about whether or not we would go on the show if we were offered. And but I think both of us were like, well, I just couldn't do the eating challenges. But you, you seem to <laughs> attack them with gusto. <laughs> <laughs> the, I I was in a similar position when they asked me. I'm like, oh, God, do I really want to just degrade myself and lose what tiny scrap of dignity I have left in my life? And I was I was similar. I'm like, oh God, I just don't know if I could eat the stuff. But when you're there, that's like one of the easiest things oh. to do. It's all the other fears that get thrown in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, that that turned out to be much worse. It was I was really scared of anything to do with heights. And the first thing they did was push us out of a helicopter, mm. an army helicopter. Yeah. And we had to fly to the ground with a piece of material holding us in the, in the air with a fat man strapped to our back. Mm. Um, and then it was like, oh, God, uh, at least I, I probably won't have to do any snakes. No danger either for me. And then next minute, there's 50 of them on my face. Yeah, yeah. And so it, the, the eating, that's, that's psychologically hard. But once you're there, I mean, it's just like going to a friend's house who can't really cook and you're having a dinner party there and you <laughs> eat it and you go, that's so nice, but I'm full. Oh, God, she'll die. Do they ask, <laughs> do they ask you your fears? Because we were joking this morning saying yeah. that those things you'd say on there, oh, I hate caviar, um, you I, know, I, I hate I, I, I hate phobia heated. of boobs. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I hate massages. Yeah, um, they, they. I made the mistake. Oh, maybe. I mean, I needed the job at the time, so I just told them all my fears. I made a vast list for them, pretty yeah. much a PowerPoint presentation of my fears, and, <laughs> and they said, "Good, goody, goody." <laughs> yes, this guy's just scared of everything. Boy in a bubble. At, the, at my age, I've just got the stage where I just want things to be comfortable. Mm. I, I like a beanbag. I like sitting it. I don't want anything that's uncomfortable in my life. I don't want to eat any, you know, snouts or dicks or anything like that. And then there I was doing it. So uh, if you want the job, it's great to uh, tell them all your fears because they will make you go go through it. Well, Dylan Lewis, last year's winner of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Just so we have it on the record, um, you believe that Abby's 100% going on the show this year? I believe 100% she's probably most likely going on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Get on you, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Love you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Landlords. Why they're a problem. Thousands fall victim to rogue landlords. Got to say, uh, of all the people in society at the moment, landlords are copping a bit of a bad rap. Uh, and some are legitimately doing the wrong thing and squeezing renters uh, for extra cash that they do not need. But others have no choice but to raise the rent because their mortgages are going up as well. Uh, and Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk yesterday is uh, bringing in a cap on how many times a year the landlord can raise the rent. It used to be two times uh, a year, every six months of your lease, and now they're saying they want to get it back down to one. Uh, and will that help with the rental crash that's going on at the moment? See, it's a, it's a funny thing, because what will happen if you can only do it once a year, mm. and rather than it be spread out, wouldn't you just, just say you were going to put it up 50, then 50, at the end of the year they'll just go 120? I think so, but also that would still give you enough time to realise that that was going to happen, I think, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like every time I, <laughs> you do it, you go, oh, this time I'm going to pay my rego for the whole year. And then it no. comes, you go, no, I'll just do the six months. Of course. Uh, you know, of course, it, yeah. of course. Yeah. So it does, it, it, I think it could ease the pressure uh, at least somewhat, you yeah. know, if not entirely. Um, now, I, we total, I totally understand it's, it's hard for people mm. at the moment, cost of living, renting, paying for all that sort of stuff. I, I want to hear from 
uh, landlords, because we hear a lot from renters and we've heard a lot in the news from them, but mm. um, 131060, um, are you making a stack load of money or are you not? Because I think at the moment the... Um, general consensus is that they're making a fortune, making yeah. money hand over fist. Yeah. And that weird one that you hear is like, oh, well, they've got a house. So this is an investment. Well, they've done the hard yards to get to that point in time where they've got an investment yeah. property. You know, that's that's capitalism. Unless we all want to go to communism and everyone's got the same amount of money in their bank account at all times, which yeah. you know, is good in theory. Um, and neither neither of us are landlords. We, we only own the houses. Well, actually, I, I lie. My bank owns the house yeah, that I live I, in. I own a mortgage. Very yeah. heavily owns. Yeah. <laughs> the bank, the, the house that I live in. Mm. But I kind of, I get frustrated with this talk of housing and stuff, especially with our government, because they're quick to jump on this stuff, which seems to be an easy tick of votes. Popularity. Mm. Whereas why are we not spending more efforts into getting banks mm. to drop fees that they charge? You know, like they are making billions upon billions of dollars mm. every single year. Mm-hmm. And where, whenever they put up the interest rate, we're like, oh, yes, yeah, sweet. Which they don't have to do. Of course not. No. You know, um, supermarkets, mm. you know, Woolies and Coles, they don't have to put up their prices, mm. but they do so that they keep their profits up. Mm. But then why, why are we so quick to point the finger at someone who has gone and, and worked 40 years to get a property that they can use for their retirement. Well, see, that's what I think it is. I think it, there is a, a sort of a thinking, and I'd, I'd probably be guilty of it too, that if you do own investment properties, you must be rich. And that that's sometimes not true. You know, mm. it's just maybe you've been given it as a, a um, you know, from inheritance, inheritance something. and something yeah. like that. Uh, and I've had, you know, I've rented uh, the majority of my life and um, I've had some great landlords. I've had some terrible landlords. Yeah. You know, I've had landlords that if you went to them and said, look, I'm struggling a little bit here, they'd go completely understand, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one hand washes the other, but yeah, I think they do get a bad rap across the board. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I get so frustrated, especially with our government who are going on and on about they're trying to fix this, the crisis, but I mm. feel like there's, we're such a trending decision maker. Like if the hashtag is popular, that's what we're going to go for. There's mm. so many things like there is so much stuff that you pay for at the moment that is so expensive that does not need mm. to be the price that it is. Mm-hmm. But everyone, of course, is the, every, the cost goes on to everybody. Mm. So everything is expensive at the moment. And you still want to make a profit. You don't want to have an of investment course. property where it's just staying stagnant because you're not going to be mean yeah. enough to raise the rent. You, there is an element of capitalism in it because that's the society that we live in. Yeah. And would you not, like, I know if I had, if I owned a, a rental property mm. and had someone living in it and it didn't make money, I would just sell it. Mm. And then they would be even, uh, would there not be less housing then for people to rent? Mm. Maybe you're a landlord thinking about selling your house because yeah, you're worried about much. where it's going to go. Mm. Are you a landlord and how are you finding it out there? Katie in Aspley. Um, it's difficult, but at the same time, like I, don't, like, I don't think a lot of them can complain because it is a savings account essentially. But I think with the cost of rent increasing, people just don't realise there's all these associated costs with actually renting your house out, such as landlord insurance your interest rates go up because you go from an owner occupier interest loan to an investor loan Mm. um there was something else i had but i can't remember now oh water for example like renters don't pay like you pay your usage you don't actually pay the connection fee so that's three hundred dollars every three months for something you're not using Mm -hmm. and even just like with the interest rate hikes like someone's rent 
might have gone up fifty dollars a month, but in a, like if you're if you own that loan, your loan's gone up by a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and that and and don't get us wrong, Katie. I think there are legitimately landlords that are putting up rent more than they need to because it is a way oh, to make 100%. a profit. One hundred percent. But if you're someone who's not doing that, you're not making a profit. So, for example, I put about five hundred dollars a week towards my house because my rent won't cover it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. it's and also- I'm doing that as well as paying. Yeah. My own mm. And I, I think, um, and look, I, I'm not on any, any side here, but what, what I can see is, you know, when cars were in short supply after COVID, mm. cars that were $40,000 all of a sudden were $65,000. Yeah. Um, because if you had to get a car, you had to get it mm. and that was only whatever stock they had. But we have this funny thing where we seem to be okay when a retailer jacks a price for demand. But then when it comes to housing, the cost of anything's gone up crazy. And I think that's the big thing everyone needs to realize. And I think everyone should stop bashing each other. Yeah. Well, butter's gone up up to $7.50. How ridiculous. (laughs) I know it's ridiculous. That's why we can't butter each other up. That's the problem. (laughs) It's too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's funny. They're like, there's some things we just don't think about it. You just go, sure. Yeah. Uh, Alex in Greenbank, you're a landlord. What do you think about how it's going down out there? Oh, look, from a landlord's perspective, I think it's the banks that need to be regulated, mm-hmm. um, similar to the previous caller. Um, l- let me go back. When interest rates were flat, you know, for what was it, like a year or two or three mm-hmm. during COVID and what have you, I never put a price increase through or a rent increase through to any of my tenants. And I've got multiple properties. Mm-hmm. But the banks in the last, what, nine or ten months have put an increase through eight or nine times. Mm. So what about regulating the bank so that the landlord doesn't have to put any increases through? Mm. It's true. If if it got over-regulated and you were unable to put up um, your rents, Alex, would you sell your properties? Um, look, 100% I would. At the end of the day, I can't be going backwards. And the whole purpose as a you know, landlord or an investor mm. is to make money over a long period of time. But if I'm losing money, well, that investment is no longer an investment, is it? No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's, it's a liability. liability. Jinx! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's how, that's how it works. Um, I can understand, you know, home is one of those places, it's got an emotional attachment to yeah. it. Um, and you know what, it's like when I know when I've rented and especially when I had children and we're renting, mm. you treat it like your home, mm. you know, even if you don't own it, you want it to feel like it's yours. Mm. Um, and it can be hard when, when you're feeling like you're not going to be able to afford that. And I will admit in all the times that we've rented, because we rented all through, uh, growing up and you would live there for maybe a year, maybe 18 months. And then you'd move out and you drive past and see, they put on a new deck with all the money that you gave them. But that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. You know? That's, that's the situation. Michelle and Burp and Gary, you're a landlord. Yeah. I've got, um, a house and basically I've got notice from my rental estate to put the rate up to 610. I feel really guilty, but mm. I'm off the mortgage cliff mm-hmm. and you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah and, you know you feel guilty about it but you think how much more it's going to cost me to pay for that mortgage mm. so, I, yeah. I was saying, so you said it's gone up to 610 so, so that's what they want the rent up to yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's when i go up. About it. yeah so what's the difference in how much you've put the rent up and also how much extra it's costing you at the bank uh, that I haven't worked out yet because mm. I don't know what the when I fall off the cliff I don't know what my rate's going to be. Yeah. Because I'm locked in at the moment at one point nine nine. 
So, yeah, it's going to cost me a small fortune when it goes up. I think that's the thing, and that, this might be the whole point of the thing. I think there is an image of landlords sitting on a, in a big comfy chair, stroking a white cat, going, I'm going to raise the rent again this month, you know, yeah. and it's not what they're doing. Some of them are legitimately torn up about doing it to the poor people yeah. that they're renting the house to. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm. And you've got to pay for all the extra. Second house, the rates are higher mm. as um, the... Um, the water rates, mm-hmm. um, you've got to pay for the um, insurance on the house. Any it, repairs all, need to be done. And, and, and everything goes up and you think, what do I do? Mm. Yeah. Well, we didn't solve anything there. <laughs> no. Well, but you know, maybe there's understanding, though, from yeah. people who, who are renting. Mm. Um, what do you think about Anastasia Palaszczuk bringing in this this new legislation, though, as a, as a landlord? Well, I see both sides of the story, but they're going to jack it up massively if they're going to do it once or twice a year. That's yeah. the Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, we were lucky enough mm. uh, to yesterday morning catch up with um, someone who you, you admire a little. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people are fans of his. Uh, Keegan Michael Keyes, one half of Key and Peel, which is one of the um, best sitcoms going around. They both branched out from that to be hugely successful. Uh, Peel is a, a great director, just won an Oscar for um, Get Out, and he just did Nope. And mm-hmm. um, Keegan's gone on to huge things. He's on Schmigadoon on Apple TV as well at the moment. So, hmm. One of the thing about those uh, two guys, it's you might have heard it. If you haven't heard this sketch, you would have mm. heard it bleed into the show when we speak to people on the phone and call Aaron's A.A. Ron. Mm-hmm. Um, this was massive all over the internet, their sketch. A.A. Ron, where are you? Where is A.A. Ron right now? No A.A. Ron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, A.A. Ron. Here? Oh, man. If one of y'all says some silly-ass name, this whole class is going to feel my wrath. Now, D-nice. Do you mean Denise? So, of course, we had to bring that up with him, too. Of course. uh, Here was the chat that we had. Do not touch that mushroom! You'll die! Oh, I'm sorry. That one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Keegan Michael Key, catch Super Mario Brothers movie. Great to talk to you, mate. Hey, good to see you. Uh, before we go any further, I just want to check, is it Keegan or Keegan? Because I know pronunciation is very important to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's> re- <laughs> My pronunciation is Keegan. Okay. Mr. Garvey's yeah. pronunciation is Keegan. Uh, Keegan. Because my, um, my, uh, mm-hmm. my sister's husband is called Aaron, and no one has called him that in about five years. So well done, mate. Well done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we even on our radio show, when mm. pit callers come up because our producers put them through, put their names on, Everyone gets called a Aaron or Balake. Yeah, mm. and it's yeah, just, yeah. it's taken oh, really? over yeah. that that sketch has taken over our entire show. So we appreciate <laughs> oh you giving God. us so many good laughs. I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> now we did get a chance to see the movie. It's pretty much, I think, you'd have to say it's everything you would want in a Mario Brothers movie. It's kind of like Ready Player One, but just for Mario fans because there are so many Easter eggs, so many little references, so many nods. It's amazing. Uh, especially, I think the, the Mario Kart holds a whole a special place in a lot of people's hearts, and to see Rainbow road in action were you a big fan as well did you smash it out back in the day with a bunch of mates I used to, uh, yeah, my big my big game that I used to play with my friends way, way back in the day is the OG game, man. It's the DK. Oh, yeah, right. I used right. to play Donkey Kong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The original Mario game was my big game. That was my favorite video game of all time. And um, and then I've recently, very recently, been able to play some Mario Kart with the members of the cast. And oh. We had a great time. 
But I and the one thing I learned is that Jack Black is an assassin <laughs> on the Rainbow Road. Boy, that guy's amazing. I was going to ask that too because you know how you have like a movie like Saving Private Ryan. They all went away on boot camp and went through the trenches and stuff like that for their preparation. Some people, you know, get jobs at restaurants so they know how to be a waiter. You guys just got to right. smash around Nintendo for a couple smash, of weeks. exactly right. <laughs> just hit the hit the Nintendo Five or hit the Switch or whatever you want to do. Is Jack Black always at 110% energy, like you see? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. He and I are making a movie together right now, and, yeah. and, and even when I'm on set with this guy, I'm like, you're going to do that whole junket, and then the next day you're going to just walk right back on set and do a 10-hour day, and he's just going to be on fire the entire time. That guy is, yeah, he's a ball of energy. So he never gets tired. Like, what, what is it? How does he keep himself? How does that go to you? It's <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm trying to figure out what it is that energizes that guy besides the spirit of rock. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, he, yeah. he, that's what, because if Jack was here, that's how he would answer that question. He'd of say, course. I'm fueled by rock. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's weird with this film because Jack Black, yes, he is in it and you are Toad as well. But, both of you, I don't think you would tell that it was you guys straight away. That there is a lot of voice work going on, do you know? Yes, we actually are. The, the two of us are definitely doing the voice work. Yeah, mm. I mean, I really, I'm really proud of um, the fact that there are a few voices in this movie where you would never be able to tell that it's those people. Because mm. to me, that's the fun of acting. The fun of acting is when you can really change it up so much that somebody doesn't even recognize you mm. whether it be vocally or physically and we had yeah jack i didn't i mean i knew it was jack and i didn't know it was him when i've heard it <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, what yeah. how'd they do that to his voice do that how much of it is is you deciding the sound and producers deciding the sound like do you come in and go here's my idea or do they give you all the information and go go that way i did come in with an idea i had an idea because i was actually i was actually in a way, impersonating a friend of mine in all of his vocal patterns. Ah, uh, yeah. And I brought, yeah, and I brought that to the director, and then the director was like, he was like, okay, I like that, that's good. Now, can we get the voice a little bit higher? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, we can get it higher. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can you get it higher than that? Uh, yeah, I can get a little bit higher than that. <laughs> can you get it higher than that? Um, this is gonna be about as high as I can get it. <laughs> and so you know, and then we just kept on trying to go up the ladder and up the ladder until we found the sweet spot. And is it that one where? Where you never get to see any of the other cast while you're recording the the voice, or were, were there times where you guys were in the booths together, or did it all just come together after, and you had to just hope that it worked? Yeah, it, it was one of those. It was one of those. Cross your fingers and hope it works on the back end, yeah. and it and it did. Like, but that you know, but there was an excitement about that because then when you get to see the movie, mm. it's like you're watching. You're really, really experiencing it for the first time. Mm. It's not like a live action movie at all. It's it's where you get the whole script. It's just kind of you get your chunks. Mm. So when you get to watch the movie and it comes together like that, you're like, oh god, this is fantastic. Mm. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We're talking about this yesterday, and to be fair, I thought that yesterday when we talked about it, it would be the height of the absurdness that we would get out of this. I'm talking about the Gwyneth Paltrow ski accident trial that is currently underway in America. Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a... The whole thing of what actually occurred on the ski slopes has taken a back seat, but apparently someone, a gentleman is claiming that she ran into him and he's suffered injuries and is uh, no longer able to work. She's claiming that he ran into her and that what happened to her was an absolute tragedy. That, uh, <laughs> what she said uh, on the first day about how it's ruined her life has gone viral because, well, I'll let her explain it. It is pretty tragic. Is it true that you feel it's unfair that Mr. Sanderson has brought this case against you? I do. Okay. And he has deterred you from enjoying the rest of what was a very expensive vacation. Well, I lost 
half a day of skiing. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what your counsel has argued as well, that you lost, a, you had a full day pass, but you can only ski a half a day. Yes, I went back down after lunch. Okay, right. And that's when you had lunch and you got a massage. Yes. I mean, <laughs> let's start up a GoFundMe. And I thought that would be uh, as, as absurd as it could possibly get. Surely, surely that, that, that was where it was going to end. Poor Gwyneth. Well, pray I know, for right? Gwyneth. Pray, pray, yes. Yeah. Pour one out for her. Uh, but it's gone even more. And it's going for, and a lot of people are saying they're watching it because it is televised, it is America. And like, this is like, a Saturday Night Live sketch. This it's just gone absurd. And so I had a look, and <laughs> I have some, <laughs> I have some bits of the trial. Now I'm going to play one for you. All of these are from the plaintiff's lawyer, so that's okay. you know the, the prosecution, the people that are trying to nail Gwyneth to the wall and say you are a bad person. Yeah. But this woman is obviously a little bit of a fan. Have a listen. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay. I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. You and me both. I have to wear four-inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, well, so. they're very nice. Well, thank you. What are you talking about? What are you doing? You're the prosecution. This isn't a meet and greet. No, but maybe... She's, what she's doing is trying to get close to her, get her on side, think that she's on, on her side, mm. and then next question, bang, smashes her. Okay, let's see the next question, see if she smashes her. I was yelling at him. Pretty loud. Pretty forceful. I was pretty upset. Right? You're small but mighty. Actually, you're not that small. (laughs) Is she flirting? Yes, she is! (laughs) Is she... And the... hey, hey, after we wrap up this case, want to grab lunch? <laughs> yes, I know. It sounds like that. And the beaming smile. You can tell she's actually super excited to be in the same room as Gwyneth Paltrow. And she seems to have completely forgotten that she is cross-examining this woman in a civil case for damages for an injured man. Cause, and he's claiming uh, that he has had brain injury and stuff mm-hmm. from it, right? But I don't know if that's more important than what Gwyneth was wearing on the slopes that day. You were wearing goggles, a helmet. Yes. Okay, kind of looked like everybody else on the slope. That's always my intention. Okay. Probably had a better ski outfit, though, I bet. I still have the same one. (laughs) (laughs) Bet you, you looked hot. Like, you would have been. You would have been. Oh, yeah, sister. Yeah, you slay. You slay, you icon. What? what? You slay right into that man. Did you see... Her client, who she's representing, the guy, mm. is like, what's his face doing during all of this? He's as baffled as the rest of the audience, to be fair. Absolutely baffled. Her lawyer, to be fair, uh, I might do him tomorrow because he has had some corkers as well. Because I'd be sitting there going, I'm paying you $1,000 an hour. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. what is she, next thing, what, does she get a phone and get a selfie? Or? Okay, well, the next thing, this is the last one. So bear in mind, the prosecution's job uh, is to make that person seem bad, evil, you know, that they probably did this on yeah. purpose and they're vindictive and rah, rah, rah. So this is how she tops it off, just to make everything end on a bad note, I guess. And I'm assuming, and you're under oath here, <laughs> that you're a good tipper. Yes. Okay, fantastic. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> your defence rests, Your Honour. After everything she said, the defence rests because she just did my job for me. Thank you very much. Doink, doink. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Now, I've just sent you a photo. Yeah. Um, we need to have a look at that and right. see. There's things that your kids, you think they're going to grow out of, right? Yes. And Xander 
um, is nine, mm. just turned nine. And I thought, he, this is not... Yesterday, pick him up from school. Yeah. And I think, that is not something that a nine-year-old mm. should have done to themselves. <laughs> that is something that your toddler does. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, that's mm. sort of my fault. But in this instance, not my fault. I've sent you a photo. He's giving himself a haircut, isn't he? What? What the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, save money. Um, <laughs> no, he. I got him a fresh haircut. <laughs> he didn't like it last <laughs> week before Ethan's wedding. Right. And now he's just cut a big whack of his fringe out. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big chunk. Is that the other side too, or is that just a big V in the middle? Well, big V in the middle. Big V in the middle. Yeah. Uh, why? Because I was bored. Okay. I tell you this, uh, how old is he? Nine. Rory's ten, she still does it. Does she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she does it, though, is she just trimming like, the bottom edges, or is she grabbing her fringe and cu- cutting? She'll cut chunks out, yeah. No. Why are they doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, however, going to uh, throw stones, because when I was in year nine, I ch- uh, cut a huge chunk out of my eyebrow. Yeah, but that was fashionable. Was that that? Were you doing that <laughs> no. thing where you shaved the little edge off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's given a big chunk there, hasn't he? I see, he did it in class. Okay. And, and I, how, how does he feel about the look? Um, well, he, he thought we hadn't noticed, which we hadn't. I said to him, mm. why did you do that? He said, I did it yesterday. Mm. So he'd actually done it on Monday. Mm. Um, and I said to him, did you get in trouble from your teacher? Mm. He said, no, we had a substitute, so she didn't know what I looked like. <laughs> He's gone incognito <laughs> mode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I said to him, I'm going to have to shave it so you look normal, but I kind of feel like I need to let him reckon, live out the punishment. I go that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He cut it. He's got to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. You don't get um, cash back at Stefan's. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No. And it's dead centre in his forehead. It is. I mean, that, it, that's actually what's working for him because it kind of looks like a part, you know. You reckon I bum parted on him? Oh, yeah. Well, don't do that to him. It's a, I, I will also say, I'm just going to zoom in a little bit here, but... Yeah, he's got your eyebrows, hasn't he? <laughs> what do you think? He just combs them back and covers up the part? <laughs> <laughs> Over the forehead. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Once again, you've fallen for one of my classic pranks. <laughs> Bazinga. 131060. Want to hear when a prank has gone too far because a uh, guy was going on a Queensland holiday with his girlfriend of eight months, right? And it was the first time he was meeting all her family. They went on a, a holiday up to her family who live here, and then they all went to the beach together. And um, when they went to go tubing, they went to go, you know, when you drift down the river and stuff uh, for a while, uh, he couldn't find his swim shorts. And his girlfriend of eight months said, oh, don't worry, I packed a spare pair for you in case you lost yours. And he went, sweet, thank you so much. Hops in the tube. He's going down the tube. And a bit into the, the trip, his trunks start to dissolve and eventually they disintegrate and he is left completely naked in his tire for the girlfriend had swapped his trunks for dissolvable swimwear interesting move from the girlfriend mm. now so, it's it, so all the parents were there as well parents cousins nephews nieces apparently no could that that big of a family 15, 15 other people yeah Oh, that, what a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the cousins were pointing and making jokes about the size of his penis. 
And because of the way it was, and because you read the story the first time, and like, oh, you know, just go grab a towel. They're on the, the river rafty cruisy thing, which takes, you know, hour, hour and a half. So he's nicky-nacky for that entire time. So how did she... He was going commando as well, so he didn't wear any underwear underneath him. Mm-hmm. I know. I normally wouldn't if I was in board shorts. Oh, really? No, I that's, wear. I wear double layers. Yeah, no, I definitely wear underwear. Yeah, right. Under them. Well, then you wouldn't have made the Daily Mail. No. <laughs> that's an interesting move from her mm. to do that. Because mm. then you're stuck out there, and then like an hour, hour to come back, mm-hmm. and if you're rafting, mm. you're holding onto a paddle. So at the same time, no, 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 it's no. This... no well, it's, you know, the, not the, the tube. So you're just sitting in the tube and you gently go down the river. Right. You know, okay, yeah, okay, you okay. To, you may have to use your arms occasionally. Say, if you're whitewater rafting and you're bouncing around, <laughs> that, that, that thing's just slapping about the, the raft. Yeah, that's probably some sort of HR issue or health and safety, I'd say. <laughs> uh, but then, so they get back to the beach. He gets a towel. Uh, they go back to the apartment. He starts yelling at her for what are you doing? She does the yeah. classic calm down, just a joke, Joyce. Uh, and then he leaves. She wakes up the next morning. He's gone. She calls him furious. How dare you leave me? You've embarrassed me in front of my family. And he's like, I don't want to be with anyone who's going to do that to me. That's ridiculous. Could you imagine if he did it to her? Well, that's a lot of the comments on the Reddit thread was saying if this was yeah. a man doing this to a woman, he would be crucified. That is not uncorrect. You've got a choice in that situation, though. Do you obviously get upset, and he's got every right to be upset, mm. but then do you just start laying it on thick? If mm-hmm. the dad's there laughing at you and stuff, you're like, well, do we really want to get into what happens with this? Yeah, that's, um, that's a very good you point. Know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, start doing the helicopter. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what else? You got to, that's true. You got to run with it. Yeah. 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 Look, I've got a rudder. Hey, <laughs> it's my wing keel. I'm going faster than all of you. <laughs> but he didn't do that. Pull it up, stretch it out, turn it into a sailboat. Sail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't that way inclined. So he, he took it the other way and was yeah. mortified. He said, yeah. and a lot of people it would be, uh, being naked in public is one of his biggest fears. So he was. And it's wet and cold. So you're not at your best. No, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 13, 10, 60. Mm. Prank's gone too far. I still remember this one in high school. It's one of those ones that, you know, you'll be trying to go to sleep and at one thirty in the morning you sit bolt upright and go, that's right, I did that, that's on me. One of my friends was uh, going to sit on his chair next to me and I don't even know what I was thinking, but I thought, this will be funny, and I put a pen underneath, but the pen didn't fall. It stayed bang upright and he sat on the pen and the pen exploded and he was left with a... Big sized hole in his right butt cheek and had to go to hospital. Yeah. You prefer that over a bullseye, though, wouldn't you? That's true. That's For a very sure. good point. Hmm. Uh, Liam from Mount Sampson. Uh, you've been on a camping trip and pulled a prank on your mate. What was it? Yeah, so um, us guys were about 18 at the time, having a bit of a good time. Mm hmm. And uh, one of the boys brought a blow up mattress, which we all thought was. Pretty soft, mm-hmm. and we let him know. <laughs> All the boys in swags. We went. This is just. I was going to say mate, they should have, should have had swags, and he's he's come in with the uh, the foot pump and blind himself up yeah. a, a queen size bed. Yeah, so the princess he was that uh, he obviously couldn't hack it with us, and being so fell asleep a little bit earlier in his comfy bed. Mm-hmm. So we thought next to a lake that maybe he would like to wake up somewhere else tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, he was passed out, pretty yeah. rightfully so, and we've sort of picked him up and slid him along and 
got him to the waters bank and oh, yeah. gave him a bit of a push on his maiden voyage. Yeah, on his sat there and had a <laughs> couple of beers. And, <laughs> and uh, we notice as he gets a bit further out and he's getting a bit further out, we notice that it starts to sort of get a bit, he starts to get a bit lower in the water. Oh, and no. like, well, that's not great. Hmm. And I don't know, every, I think everyone's laid in an inflatable bed before when it, you wake up in the middle of the night and it's sort of gone down and yeah, you've yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he started to sink more and more, and we we're like, "Oh no, nah, this would be right, this would be right." Until we noticed that it was taking on water, he was not waking up yet, and oh. then it started to like grab him and pull him under. <laughs> then it was sort of all panic stations. About four of us jumped in the water, swam out, grabbed him. Mm. When we got there, he was only just sort of coming to it and half under and stuff. So we pulled him out and got him to the bank and. He was not impressed, but no, it was, no. we thought it was great. Well, we don't know if it was too far or bang on to bring it <laughs> <blow> up. <laughs> yeah, jury's still out, Liam. Jury's still out. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box, tomorrow's the 30th of March. Here are three answers uh, to play for $10,000. Your answer, uh, your letter is P, and three of your answers are purse, plasterboard, and pony. Brisbane wakes up with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105. Your day was made better by Stav, Abby and Matt. Now search dog parks to find out how Brisbane City Council is making Brisbane better too.